understand? Hey everybody, I'm Tony Jones, and welcome to the Tony Jones Show. Uh, it's not enough. People are willing to take the risk. It's just sort of a, uh, a herd mentality, a lemming-like mentality. If you don't go with the flow, you're anti-American and therefore a suspect. The Tony Jones Show, featuring punk, rockabilly, psychobilly, and Providence, Rhode Island's finest, starts right now. He's a dangerous militia member, I hear. Oh, and there she blows. <laughs> The time for mediocrity and broadcasting is over. My name is Tony Jones, and you are tuned in to The Tony Jones Show, your destination for talk and rock, online at TonyJones.org. I'm on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash Tony Jones Show on the almighty Twitter at Tony Jones in R.I. Great to be back here with you, off for a few weeks, eating my way through Rhode Island. Now, I don't want to steal too much from my friends over at My Night Out Radio. However, I, was, I managed to eat my way through the Washington County Fair, which, of course, if you are familiar with fair cuisine, it was the utmost healthiest cuisine possible. <laughs> and then last week, uh, now, uh, it, this, it's, I, felt like, uh, I felt like a cheater because you guys know that I am a, a tried and true fan of the famous Narragansett beer. However... Uh, last Saturday, or last uh, Sunday, which is why we weren't here in studio, I was at the Newport Storm Luau enjoying some Newport Storm beers. And if you don't know, and again, I don't want to talk too much about hospitality. We have other fine folks around here that do that. But uh, Newport Storm also owns Thomas Two 
rum. And, uh, you know, a lot of you who listen to this on a regular basis know I'm a, a big fan of the tiki type stuff. So I threw on the, just the cheesiest Hawaiian shirt I could find. And I went on down to the Newport Storm Luau. And now you guys all know that I am probably behind Andre the Giant in being one of the world's foremost uh, executive drunks. <laughs> and even I thought that the, the, there was a heavy pour on the, uh, on the booze there. In fact, it was one of those situations where you bought the tokens to get the drinks, you know, one of those type deals. I actually managed to buy too many tokens for the mixed drinks because they were that strong. And, you know, of course, with me, there's always kind of a, uh, you know, a community nonprofit aspect. The Newport Storm Luau, which I had never been to before. This was the 17th annual Newport Storm Luau. Uh, and it's all to benefit the historic Fort Adams Trust. So uh, it was a great day, and those guys did a great job. And I can't believe I've never been to this event before, and I will be at this event next year. They had a, a, a full lineup of local music. Seven Hats Parade was there. Public Alley was there. They had fire dancers, and it was all in this historic setting. So it was great, and uh, that's something we're going to look to supporting in the future. Of course... I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, before we get to our guests, our own big show coming up. It's going to be the Rhode Island Free Radio Anniversary Party. Now, i got to give DJ Psycho Eddie credit on this one because I'm absolutely swamped. So I said down here, hey, Eddie, would you like to take the lead on the anniversary party? And in fact, that's what he did. It's all booked up. It's going to be a great night. It's going to be a great weekend, in fact. So I hope you guys can all... Come down to that, of course. Go to rifreeradio.org, mynightoutri.com to get all your information. I hope you can come down and party with us. And it's, uh, we're going to have our own Chuckles the Clown emceeing. He will not be doing his act. He will be emceeing. We're going to have local music all night. 13 Folds will be there. We're going to have vendors, of course. Back to my pals at Narragansett. Those guys always step up for me. Narragansett Beer sponsoring the night. So... Maybe, just maybe, we'll have a little drinky-poo together. That's going to be happening in just a few weeks' time, Labor Day weekend, the Saturday of Labor Day, Firehouse 13 in Providence. I hope you can all make it out to that. And I would be remiss again if I didn't mention we kicked off with, he's one of my favorites. He's Michael Graves, the new album, Night of Sam Hain, Gargoyles, the track we kicked things off with. Let's get to our in-studio guest, because we've been talking about here on the show there's so much great stuff going on, and I, we were just off the air talking about fanboys. I feel like I'm a Rhode Island fanboy <laughs> when I'm talking about all the great stuff that's going on. There is this stretch between now and the end of the year where there's just all kind of great stuff going on, and so we're going to be talking here on the show to musicians, we're going to be talking to filmmakers, we're going to be talking to artists and graphic novelists, and this is my first time ever having, we've had some authors on, this is my first time ever having graphic novelists on the show and these are two folks that I run into probably at every single freaking convention you guys are almost as busy as I am you guys are like at every convention Frankie Washington's here JL Metcalf thank you guys thank hey you. what's going on so uh, you know I did the research for the show you guys like us you know like kind of everybody around here have multiple projects going on so yep. instead of me trying to go through your resume I'm gonna let you guys explain your your multiple projects 
Okay. Oh. JL. Oh, you thanks. First? Yeah, wow. there you go. Oh, you're right such on. a gentleman. Um, yeah, so I'm an author, and I'm and Frankie is he's done the covers of two of my books. I have three books out right now. Um, one is a fantasy novel. It's called The Last Daughter of Lilith. Um, the second is Coming Undone. It's a nonfiction memoir kind of book, so it's a little different from my other two. And then my most recent book that just came out about a month ago mm-hmm. is Menagerie of the Weird, and it's a collection of short stories, and it's horror stories, sci-fi, um, and they're all set in Rhode Island because nice. I'm a Rhode Island girl. And then, like I said, Frankie did the covers for my first and third books, and we go to conventions and working on stuff with him yes yes very secret projects <laughs> but um i uh, my name's well, I, I tend to go by frankie b washington because i'm sure that there's some killer out there named frankie washington <laughs> but anyway uh i've been working i've been doing um freelance illustration for like 24 years um i've worked as a film i've worked in animation i worked in advertising um but and, and as well as doing role-playing game artwork for uh you know various source books but currently, I'm working on trading cards. I'm working for a company called Sunstone Games uh, for their uh, brand uh, video game called Colossal Kaju Combat, um, which is about giant monsters. Nice. You know, Godzilla, you know, giant robots and stuff. So I'm really having a, a ball with that. But I'm also um, doing a few comic book projects as well. Unfortunately, I cannot... Um, divulge what these are because they're still in the stages of they're going to be being released later are you on. sure you don't want to break the news here on the tony jones show oh, I, wish that I, would be perfect. I so wish i could i really do wish i could but but again it's a surprise that matters and, and we're really building something up for um rhode island comic-con mm-hmm. so working very hard right now i'm drawing like a madman loving it and um yeah it's such a content. You, you spoke earlier about you know a, a series being about weird, weird stuff. Rhode Island is such a, a content-rich environment yeah. mm-hmm. for yeah. where as we sit here in one of the oldest mills yes. in the country, yep. there's always weird stuff going on here. Is that kind of where you're drawing some of the uh, some of the influences from? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I I was I've lived in Rhode Island my whole life, so I you know I definitely understand how weird it can be <laughs> and you know and we were Frankie and I were talking and um Stephen King places everything in Maine yes and it's kind of put right. Maine as a place to be yep. and you know we thought well why can't Rhode Island be that way it's sure. weird it's got its quirks and weird stuff certainly can happen here so it just seemed to make sense to kind of link all the stories together and have them placed in Rhode Island because it's a place that I know too right and one of the things I learned when I was in school is write what you know so you know it's well, easier to write you know, from a standpoint of this is the state I grew up in and, you know, I love Rhode Island. So. Well, well I, I think one of the things about it is that when I, I'm coming from a, a different kind of like comic book um, sort of, you know, way of, of looking at writing. And one of the things about it is that I, I tend to be more of the Jack Kirby <laughs> kind of kind of guy where I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, break the rules. Let's let's make crazy stuff. Let's have giant monsters eating, you know, people in Providence, destroying buildings mm-hmm. where where uh, JL is more like she, she writes in a very um, realistic, almost mm-hmm. like uh, Harry Potterish kind of way, which which isn't bad. I mean, J.K. Rowling did a fantastic job with Harry Potter. But I, but there's, there's a real sense of, of the world as well as a sense of magic. So, you know, sometimes we'll be, you know, we'll be out and about and then I'll have, you know, I'll, I may come up with some crazy kind of idea or whatever and I'll just be like talking to the universe. Right. And then she'll hear it and then she'll say, hmm, okay, you know, let me toss that out on a, on a post-it. <laughs> and, and the next thing you know, 
you know, there's a small little, you know, she'll be, you know, sort of brings it together into this, you know, in her writing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite local comics is by a gentleman named Jason Mayhew, and all of his comics, or the comics he has out now so far, all revolve around a place here in Rhode Island called Rocky Point. Nice. Which I, became I know, yep. a, an abandoned amusement park. That's which right. Which be- is kind of still a ba- an abandoned amusement park. Sure. And, you know, again, that's a situation where if you grew up in Rhode Island, if you're of a certain age, you were at Rocky Point yep. every summer oh, religiously. Yeah. And then yep. to twist kind of such a wholesome thing from your childhood and turn that almost into a horror comic, you can't beat that. No. And no, the funny part is I actually own that comic. <laughs> yeah, and I no, met him. I met him. It was a couple, a few years ago. But yeah, I, I actually have that comic, and, and it's well done. And and again, that's the thing. We, we we both love Stephen King, and he's done such a fantastic job of of sort of making uh, Maine this mystical, in, you know, interesting place. You know, and it was already, I suppose. But <laughs> but 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 again, it's like that's what JL's trying to do right here, where she's just taking these um, really cool stories. And just saying, okay, we're just going to toss a name and let's throw Providence in there. Uh, let's right. throw, you know, whatever. Warwick, Cranston, you know. Buddy Cianci. <laughs> yeah, Daniel. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Oh, man. There's a, especially you could do a whole series just on his prison years. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if he was a superhero? Oh, there, you <laughs> there you go. There's a story. The, uh, you know, recently in North Kingstown, there's a place called, called Devil's Foot Rock. Whoa. And I, I like to, you know, kind of hike out there. It's an easy hike. It's a fat guy friendly hike, in fact. Oh, really? That's what okay. it is. Oh, yeah. So I like to go hiking there uh, fairly often, you know, kind of go to the area. And I was surprised about how many people weren't, I guess, probably because I'm into horror and Halloween yeah. and stuff. You know, I had always grown up hearing the folklore of Devil's Foot Rock, but I was surprised to see how many people weren't aware that there was this kind of kitschy, folklorish, horror ish place you know right in this kind of little quiet town i'm just wondering because again i'm I'm a recent transplant i'm originally from massachusetts just moved here last april but you know uh is this is that connected to the freetown forest it's i know it has to do with the folklore has to do with devil's foot rock and then purgatory uh up in the worst area of Massachusetts, wow. and then okay. this mm. kind of this New England connection of Cause I, yeah, because I know I don't know if you know the history of Free of Freetown Forest. I mean, I, I vaguely know it, but they supposedly there was some weird stuff that happened oh, yeah. right. in yeah. the Freetown Forest. And I remember like some people were saying that you actually can walk from Freetown to Rhode Island, hmm. but I just don't know where it ended, where it would take you. So right. I didn't know if this was somehow connected to it. Yeah. So I'm gonna go down to some local music. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk a little bit more with our guests because I want to know and you probably all want to know where they got their start. How did they break into this industry? So they can chew on that while we listen to some local music. We're going to hear from Sex Coffee now. One of my favorite tunes by Sex Coffee. We're going to hear Damascus. We're going to slow it down a little right here on the Tony Jones Show. Systematic overflow. 
some Hunter right here on the Tony Jones Show. Something real, the name of that one. Before that, we heard from Sex Coffee Damascus. We kicked off the beginning of the program. He's one of my favorites. He's Michael Graves, the new album Night of Sam Hain. Gargoyle, you are tuned in to the Tony Jones Show online at TonyJones.org on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash Tony Jones Show. Thank you for checking in with me on Twitter at Tony Jones in RI. Of course, don't forget to check out RI, freeradio.org. JL Metcalf, Frankie B. Washington in studio with me. So I'm very curious, and it's kind of selfish because I'm always curious about this, and I think that sometimes the people listening could give a flying you know what you know they want to know they want to know about what's going on now they want to know about what's coming up but i'm always intrigued on how people get started doing this Mm. different stuff so how did you guys get started in your your respective trades you want me to go first again i'll go first you go first well i mean i I grew up in boston and uh i've been drawing all my life so i've been you know since i was a little kid and i used to watch saturday morning cartoons and (laughs) comic books and creature level feature force five all that fun stuff and, um, and then as soon as high school, a lot of opportunities were there where I took um, additional programs and they looked at me and they said, kid, you need to be in art school. So, you know, I was able to get a scholarship, end up going to a uh, college or art school, excuse me, that was in Boston. Did three years there. And then um, afterwards, I uh, was still doing nine to five, getting frustrated. And then I looked to the heavens and I said, hey, man, if an actual job comes, that's art. Please, if it comes, I'm taking it. I'm not looking back. <laughs> and guess what happened? Job came. Nice. And I never looked back. And I've been a freelance illustrator ever since. And I've had a chance to work for an animation studio. I've worked on two films in Boston. Um, uh, I had a chance to work for ad agencies and pretty much most of the commercials you see on TV, I've probably had a little p- piece of. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I've gotten a chance to work on comic books and stuff like that, my own stuff, other books. And, and, you know, and, and I've just made, been very fortunate, knock on wood, right. um, that I've been able to make a, a life out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, gosh, I've been writing since I could write as a little kid. I would write little short stories and poems and stuff. Um, but, you know, when I went to, in high school and college, I didn't really follow that as much. I took creative writing classes in college, but um, I was an English major otherwise because I didn't know what the heck to do with myself and then when I got out of college I started just doing nine to five office jobs and what really got me writing books honestly was the, my first book The Last Daughter of Lilith took me seven years wow. because I was writing it you know in between you know working jobs I got you know I quit one of my jobs and spent a summer writing it but still didn't finish it and then um, my last job I was laid off because the company went bankrupt and um, Frankie here Nope. was like you've had this novel swimming around in your head you've been working on it for seven years mm-hmm. you don't have a job right now yeah. <laughs> this is That's your time right. you yeah. need to, right. like he's like you could try your hand at freelancing you can write this book and the the options for self-publishing are make things make things so easy to yeah. to format upload your book get your cover on and just get it out yeah. um you i control use it. Right, right you control yeah. every yeah. aspect of it and um, it costs nothing, really, unless you want their guided help, mm-hmm. which costs money, obviously. But I went through Cre- Create Space, which is an Amazon company. So, you know, you load your book up, it's available on Amazon, and who doesn't shop on Amazon? So, you know, it was because of him and being laid off from my job that I really started actually seeing that I could be an author as a career. And I do freelance writing on the side. I do some transcription work, too, to help make ends meet. Yeah. 
but in the last year, it's only been a year since I lost my job. I've published, self-published three books now. So, so Frankie, talk a little bit about how you've seen your side of things change. You know, just like JL just talked about, you know, the, the self-publishing options mm-hmm. and the internet. And mm-hmm. I can just, I could do a whole show on how radio has changed just in sure. the time that I've been sure. doing it. But you must have seen that also oh, with, with your side of things. Of course, of course. I mean, when I was in art school, I mean, I had my teachers were like in the trenches. You know, I, I had to learn how to do stuff before computers. So I remember like, you know, you had to literally cut stuff, paste it, uh, <laughs> registration marks, you know, going to printers and arguing with printers how to do something right. right. And, you know, th- those were the golden days, you know, and, and all of a sudden something came along called uh, the computer, the <laughs> Mac. And then the Mac sort of changed a lot of stuff. And the thing about it is that I still retain a lot of that old school uh, mentality. But also, I, you know, I do work on, you know, the computer as well, mm-hmm. but not in a sense of that it controls everything, um, like, like, like my artwork. Like I still color, I, you know, I can color, if someone said, give me some markers, I can color with markers. <laughs> if you wanted me to do watercolor, I can do watercolor, I can color with crayons. But also I can go to Adobe Photoshop and digitally color as well. So um, I've definitely seen a change in that. Um, I think that also a lot of my teachers were very, um, they, were hard, they, were, they were hardcore in the sense of, of, of what it means to be an artist. Um, I had teachers that, um, helped me to understand how important my role as an artist in this world is. Um, th- and that's something that many other artists, writers, creative people um, need to understand, is that um, you're not just doing something that's just fly by night. You know, artists make cars. They make houses. <laughs> Someone has to draw it. Clothing. You know, writers make words. You know, and those words can be in copyright or whatever. So, I mean, tons of stuff has, has happened. It's just so much. And there's, you know, there's so many more opportunities now. Well, just to your point, I think that there should be a cutoff date of if you got your degree mm-hmm. before such and such a date, yep. it should kind of be worth more than anybody <laughs> that gets a degree today because yeah. <laughs> folks that wrote 10-page papers with a typewriter, yep. yes. so they messed up one line and had to do the whole thing over yes. again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Those degrees should oh be worth more than yes. a degree that's, cashed out right now well i I will say that i will say that experience i mean to me i I give much respect for those that have come before me you know like i i'll you know someone who's been at 30 40 years they've earned that you know so one of the things i have seen from some younger artists sometimes in some of the forms i've seen where there's almost like a sense of attitude right against you know some of these people that have spent they've been in the trenches and they haven't yet tasted the trench yet and so you, you got to remember that you got to give due respect to those that have come before you. And, you know, there's a, just across all different forms, there's mm-hmm. so many great opportunities r- out there right now for freelancers. Sure. Um, but it's a hustle, right? Oh, of course. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh you, you, you got to master. I, I tell people, I just had a conversation yesterday. At, uh, Jessica had a, uh, uh, JL had a uh, book signing at um, Barnes & Noble yes- yesterday, and I was talking to someone, and I said, hey, man, I was like, um, you do understand that it's like 85% the marketing and 25% yeah. of, the, of the talent, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, we spend a lot of time marketing yes. myself and, your, you know, it's constant, That's constant. what I learned from advertising. Yeah. <laughs> He's been my, you've been my guru. Oh. Teaching me how to market myself. I'm floating right now in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the most annoying part of that is, and I'm speaking from personal experience mm-hmm. for me, uh, it, when people contact you for work 
Mm-hmm. You know, so someone will contact me and they'll say, oh, you know, I need a, a website made. And I'll yep. say, all right, we can do that. And then you never hear from them again. Either, oh, either yes. your rate is too high yeah. or... What happened they, in negotiating? You know, yeah, they, you don't they, even get they to that point. to you. You know, it's not like you I, put the groundwork oh, in. Brother, you're speaking. I, I've gone through that so many times and I scratch my head. Like, there's no point of just negotiating. <laughs> what happened to that? Yeah. yeah. You know, so that we can finagle and maybe we can work something out. But, you know, they just, people just seem to give up. And the <laughs> other thing, too, is that I see when people sort of go for, like, the sort of lesser kind of styles of things yeah where it's like look i'm coming at you with my expertise yeah i'm rolling my experience exactly Uh, clearly you contacted me because i do good work um and you don't even want to talk about this (laughs) maybe we can work something out or something but you know hey people suck (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm in the belief that um two doors closed five more will open and i've always lived by that so let's go back down to some local music when we come back like i mentioned at the top of the hour I see these guys at all the cons that I go to. So I want to ask them kind of how that strategy works into, into what they do and kind of what they're seeing out there. Because we have seen, I remember doing uh, Rock and Shock maybe five or six years ago. And, you know, it was a good convention, but it was, you know, it was a good weekend. Now they're actually turning people away from some of these conventions. But we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Before that, we're going to hear from a great local band. They're called Pals. This is a song called Reach. You heard it here on the Tony Jones Show.
some Juice Head right here on the Tony Jones Show. Juice Head has some shows coming up. You'll be very excited to know. However, you will not be excited to know that if you're in our local area, they're in Illinois. So, <laughs> But go to <laughs> Facebook.com slash Juicehead. Check that out. They're back out there. Lorraine, the name of that one. Before that, we heard some local music. We heard from our pals, pals, and that was Reach right here on the Tony Jones Show, online at TonyJones.org. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Tony Jones Show. On the almighty Twitter, speaking about how things have changed over the years as we were earlier, the almighty Twitter. Thank you all for checking in with me on Twitter. It's amazing that, uh, for those of you who don't know, tweeting and podcasts should, if you're serious about what you're doing, go hand in hand these days because there's people all over the globe staring at Twitter looking for something to do. And if you have a great radio show going on, a podcast, a web stream, you've got to get yourself on Twitter. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Twitter stock owner. I'm saying that because, uh, well, I'm saying that because it's the truth. <laughs> so it's at Tony Jones in RI. Thank you for checking in with me on the Almighty Twitter. Of course, go to rifreeradio.org. In studio with me, we have Frankie B. Washington. We have JL Metcalf. And like I mentioned well, twice now, way back at the top of the show, I see these guys at all the conventions, horror conventions, Comic-Cons, toy and comic shows. So how does that play into, I, I, I'm sure you guys are there having fun, but you're not just there. You're not there just having fun, I should say. How does yeah. that, how do the cons kind of play into your strategy for, for getting your art out there? Mm. Well, it's, it's a great, it's a really, it's fun. And it's right. a great way to engage with the audience because that's what we love we love being able to talk to people we were at terrific con which was in connecticut at mohegan sun a weekend ago or two yes. weekends ago now mm -hmm. and um one woman walked up and we just said hello to her and she just was like oh i'm not buying anything but you know <laughs> frankie was just he was all about it he's like yeah. no 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 i just like talking to people yes. and that's the honest truth like yeah. you don't have to buy stuff at our table we just like to talk i like to talk about my writing he likes to talk about his art and his inspiration and it's just it's a lot of fun in that way mm -hmm. but it is also it's a lot of work i mean yes. we're right. both exhausted by the end of the con well, you, can, you know you you definitely have to have that salesmanship in there mm -hmm. you know the ability to be able to communicate with people and, you know, and, and, and try to tell a narrative that you're saying, look, I'm here. Clearly, yes, you look, we're selling stuff. But it's not, it doesn't have to be something where it's in your face and trying to force somebody right. to buy something. The thing is, I, I want to walk you through the narrative, the journey mm -hmm. of what I'm doing. You know, when people come and look at my prints, I'm mm -hmm. laying it out. And I'm saying, there's a story. Like, I have, I have prints that I've done of um, various animation, anime shows like Force 5. And someone walks by and they look at it and they go, Dude, I remember seeing that as a kid. And I go, yeah, I know that. I'm, I've set the narrative. I'm telling you right now that I saw that as a kid as well. And so you're, now we can get into discussion, go, a discussion going. Or like I did a piece um, called, uh, it was like the Godzilla, the new Godzilla versus Pacific Rim. Because I saw an article and they were talking about um, possibly having them do a movie together. Mm -hmm. And so I did it. And then I did a, a, this uh, beautiful print up and illustration. And then um, people... That was like a huge seller at the, at yeah. the, at the show because mm -hmm. people would come up and they were just like, oh, my God, dude, you just drew something that we've been thinking about. Right. And it, it just created a great conversation. And many times they would come by the table and they would just talk and then they would leave. Mm -hmm. But the next thing you know, guess what? A few hours, they're back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always tell people, I say, look, I go, when they come up, I would go, hey, how you doing? I totally understand. Walk around the show. Get you, see what's going on. Yep. There's so much to take in. And I'm here. 
<laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, and, and that's it. And I think that's the key thing. You can't just sit down at your table and have a mean look or a sad right. look mm-hmm. on your face. And, and, you know, you guys have high quality merchandise. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, but I, this person shall remain nameless. I think part of it is because I can't remember their name. Yeah, <laughs> but, nice, uh, nice. They, uh, Rock and Shock a few years ago, we had a guy right. that was in the booth next to me, mm-hmm. and he just sat there miserable the whole time, oh, frowning yeah. on his face, staring at his cell phone. No, not good. We both happened to be staying at the luxurious Econo Lodge in Sutton, <laughs> right Massachusetts. On. So, right of on. course, being out of Econo week, you know, we're ready to hit up the free food buffet, free breakfast buffet. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy was just complaining that he didn't make any money that weekend. I'm thinking to myself, I know why you didn't make any money all weekend because you sat there with a frown on yourself. man, don't help nothing. (laughs) Yeah, the first year I went to Rhode Island Comic Con, I went as a spectator. I didn't have a table and Mm. I was walking around with a friend of mine and we walked down this one row and every single person in that row because nobody was in that row because yeah. everybody in it was miserable. Yeah. <laughs> they either had their heads down yeah. and were like looking at their phones or they were just, they weren't saying hello. Like she and I were saying hello right. to everybody, but no, they were just, yeah. and it was yeah. just like, we couldn't get off, off that row fast enough yeah. because it just was like this. I don't want to buy any of your stuff. You're miserable, but because th- there has to be yeah. some level of you're happy to be there. You're happy to be talking my about table your stuff. Is, my table, and I'm, hey, look, I'm not bragging. My table is always busy. And plus it's yeah. crazy because I'm doing commissions so i'm doing wow. commissions i'm drawing <laughs> and then people come over and they want to talk to me mm-hmm. yeah. I, clearly i love to talk <laughs> and, <laughs> did you guess that <laughs> but uh but and, and i and i have i have a ball doing it and and i yeah. love that so to me man i don't know i i that's my high man yeah. what i don't understand not to complain too much but sure. some of the conventions the the table and then some people get the extra table they get the end cap you mm-hmm. know it's three four five hundred dollars sure could be up to a thousand dollars. Sure. Yep. Why would you spend that much money on a table just to sit back there and be miserable? You yes. can do that at home all exactly. weekend. Wow, the riddle of the sprinks right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know why anyone would do anything, especially when you're investing that much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, it's, it's got to be some kind of payoff. Like, I mean, some level. Yeah. And the thing is, is that you know you got to go into it with a very positive. Right. I don't care. Dig deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Because uh, you know, there's times where if sales are slow yeah. or something, you get mm-hmm. kind of low and you get tired. But it, you know, Frankie's right. Like he'll sit next to me, and be like, "Cheer up, cheer up, it's yeah. gonna turn around." And he's right. Like at the Connecticut event, we were. It was just like a lull for whatever reason. Yep. And mm-hmm. those two girls came over. Yeah, remember them? And they were hysterical. They were so oh, excited man. to be there. They were so excited about everything on our table. They and woke just, us up. Oh, it was <laughs> like just made the day even better. Good it was energy. awesome. I yeah. think, and surprisingly, because all the information's out there now. Nowadays, but I think a lot of people don't understand that w- when you do what we do, everybody mm-hmm. in this room, all of your actions are your brand. Yes. yes. So yes. if you're sitting there miserable, you are affecting your brand. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Because you're selling yourself, basically. Well, you know? well, that's the thing. I think that's always been with art. I mean, think yeah. about some of the greatest, the great art pieces in galleries. Many times when people go to galleries, they want to see the artist there who's mm-hmm. alive. Yeah. 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 Because that, 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 that art, yeah, that can, <laughs> <laughs> makes a big, but difference. big difference. But I mean, if they're alive, they, they want to see the mm-hmm. artist and they want to talk to the artist because yeah. they're buying a piece of that artist. Right. You know, because they go, wow, that's that's part of you that I'm I'm owning now, <laughs> and so you gotta walk. <laughs> you like that's, that? That's a little weird. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Menagerie of the weird. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dun, nice dun, dun. Again. There you go. 
No, I mean, it's true though. Yeah. You, you you're sound, you know, if you're miserable, people are be like, wow, that's a horrible artist, author, yeah. person. Yeah. I, why, why are they even bothering? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, you know, you're selling yourself, like you said, and you're selling a piece of yourself. My books are part of me, you know, mm -hmm. I'm proud of them. I want people to buy them, of course, but I love to talk about them. So I have to ask the question. We talked a little bit about it off the air. Being at all the conventions, you know, we get to meet a lot of great people. I had the, the privilege at uh, South Coast Toy and Comic Show of breaking bread and having breakfast with a, a guy who's a little bit smaller than me, uh, Felix. All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That must have been a sight for anybody just walking out of that hotel and seeing me and little Phoenix, little Felix there drinking coffee. And Wasn't eating. Felix tweaky? He yeah. was. Okay, yep. good. All right. <laughs> so uh, have there been any situations at the cons where you have oh. fanboyed out? Yes. <laughs> yes. You as, more than me. Well, I yeah. yeah. At, the, at the South Coast Toy, um, I actually got the opportunity to um, meet Jackson Boswick. Jackson, Jackson Boswick was the um, Captain Marvel on the Shazam Power Hour with ISIS. That's showing my age there. <laughs> but, um, you know, I ended up doing, drawing an original piece of artwork, hand-colored it, uh, marker, everything, drew myself as Billy Batson <laughs> yelling Shazam and then having uh, Jackson Boswick as um, Captain Marvel. Nice. I didn't think, through the whole process, I didn't think I was going to fan out, have a <laughs> fanboy reaction. I was trying to be composed. But when I finally went up to this table and when I presented it to him, I, um, I did. I was shaking. I was literally taken <laughs> back because all of a sudden I was that little kid yeah. sitting you know, uh, on the floor looking at the TV and this was Captain Marvel. Yeah. And he was the most amazing guy. And then he was one. And another guy was um, Chekhov. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his real name? Oh, Chekhov. Uh, Star Trek. Oh. I, 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 I can't think of his remember. name, but I top of my head. But, but he, I was at a con in, in, um, in New York, in Manhattan. And I was setting up my table. And all of a sudden, this guy walks over. And I'm, I'm not paying too much attention until he comes up. And then it's, um, it's Chekhov from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and he, um, he's like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, hey, what's happening, man? And I'm just, and all of a sudden my mind is like, it's freaking out. And, and I, I can't, Koenig, Walter Koenig. Walter Koenig, Walter, yeah, yeah, you got there it. You go. uh, and I'm like, wanting to call him Chekhov. But I'm like, I don't want to call him Chekhov. You don't want to go him, total fan. Yeah, I don't want to go fan. So I was like, so then I got Walter. And then he was like, wow, that's really cool. You're an artist. And it was just weird. Yeah. You know, you know, Star Trek guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that was, was, that was a cool one. Who was it? Um, the year I went, the first year I went, it was the guy from Ghostbusters. I can't remember his Ernie name. Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Frankie was trying to, because I really wanted to meet him, but I got so ridiculously nervous that yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't go deal. Just I couldn't over deal. And and he's like, go talk to him. I'm like, I can't, I can't. And I couldn't do it. And <laughs> well, I still regret it. I'm, I was, I'm regretting I don't know not, what happened. not stopping William Cat. I was in a New York mm -hmm. Comic Con and um, I actually did work on a sketch card set for The Greatest American Hero. And, but this was like, the set was going to start like after the con. Mm -hmm. So normally, if I was going to meet him, I wish if I had had cards already, I could have used that right. as my end. Yeah. But he was just walking through the floor, and I was like, you know, and I said, and I couldn't think of anything, and he just walked right by William yeah. Cat, and I'm like, dude, because I have the cape. <laughs> I have the greatest, I have the whole case, I have the friggin' book. Wait, do you still have the I cape? I still have the cape. Oh. That's right. I when those special that. moments kick in. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm... <laughs> Was it floating in air? Okay, yeah, walking, walking on air. Yeah, yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> I did get to meet Xander from Buffy and the Vampire. Oh, there Slayer. you go. That was super fun. That's that a situation with uh, you know Roddy Roddy Piper, one of my favorites oh, growing up man, as a wrestling that's so fan. Sad, yeah. Oh, he yeah. was at the uh, last Rock and Shock or yeah. the Rock and Shock before. Oh. I said, oh, let me go over and meet him. And then it got busy. Then he had a long line, and I said, well, 
you know, maybe next year. And oh, unfortunately, that's unfortunate. No, that ne no next year. I would have loved to have met him and just do like they live. Uh, that's an awesome, awesome movie. I mean, that, he was fantastic. Was oh, it yeah. Chew Bubblegum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So I'm going to try to squeeze another tune in now. And then we're going to come back in just uh, a little under two minutes. And I'm going to let you know. Well, they're going to let you know what they have coming up. Of course, Rhode Island Comic Con's coming up. We'll all be at that. And, uh, of course, we got to have them let you know how you can buy their stuff, right? Amazon and all yeah. those type things. So we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But before that, we'll hear from a local band, The Evil Streaks, doing a cover of a cover of a cover. Here's Chick Habit right here on The Tony Jones Show. <laughs> right here on the Tony Jones show a cover of a cover of a cover of a cover <laughs> it's chick habit tonyjones.org is my website facebook.com slash Tony Jones show on Twitter at Tony Jones in RI I forgot to mention because we would just have been so enthralled in conversation that I like to mention it about halfway through the program that if you'd like to be on this very program of course we like to talk to anybody that has some cool stuff going on and I know that's kind of a broad that's a broad base of we literally have an open door policy here we will talk to anybody that doesn't suck so you can go to tonyjones.org click on the contact page you go to rifreeradio.org my guests an absolute pleasure hanging out with Frankie B Washington JL Metcalf author and graphic novelist respectively tell us a little bit about what you guys have coming up and of course how do folks get a hold of you yeah, um, we have, well, we have Rhode Island Comic Con, November mm -hmm. 6th yep. through the 8th. That's our big one. And then the only other thing before that, I think, is the Rhode Island College Homecoming. Yes. They're having a book fair. Nice. I believe it's October 17th, but you can go to the Rhode Island College website and confirm that. But I'll, Frankie and I will both be there. And then you got uh, December, too. And Oh, yeah, yep. thanks. All and right. then <laughs> in December, I, I belong to the Oso Association of Rhode Island Authors, and they hold a, um, an annual book expo, and that's December 5th at the Lincoln Mall. And Frankie and I will also be there. Yes. Um, and I think that's the events 
that we have coming up? Do you think of anything else? I, I believe that's it. Okay. Um, the yeah. only thing that I'm working on is um, I'll be working on the sixth set for uh, Colossal <laughs> Kaiju Combat. So in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be working on a bunch of trading cards. <laughs> but also some, some, uh, a little hush-hush kind of comic book project um, that, um, again, so secretive. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, but, but we hope to have it by uh, Rhode Island Comic Con time. We're working on it together. Yeah, working on it together. <laughs> and then um, I also have, um, oh boy, there might be a concept toy thing happening cool. down the line as well. So. Yeah, so some cool stuff. I had the Kaiju Big Battle VHS tapes oh, back in the day right where they on, would just man, right beat on. the crap out of each other. Yes. Those, <laughs> I, I think, are they making that one into a movie? I haven't heard that yet. That would be I, I cool. I don't know. Maybe. I think yeah. in the, the little go the uh, the gossip circles, they, that might be getting <laughs> made into a giant, like some kind of monster oh, movie or man. whatever, I think. I might have to try out to be an extra in that oh, one. Oh, there you uh, go. That sounds like a good that time. That was my dream. <laughs> I always wanted to be in like one of those little tiny cities and just destroy it. <laughs> 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 of course you did. Yeah. Get crushed underneath a building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So also, uh, you know, if folks want to purchase anything, are you guys set up online, Amazon, things like that? Yeah, all my books are available on Amazon. You can actually just um, put in the search bar JL Metcalf and you'll find all three of my books. Um, I have an Etsy store right now that Frankie will hopefully yep, we'll be, be adding some, some of his it. artwork yeah, to. Yeah. Nice. Um, my books are available there as well. And it's, uh, it's my web, my Etsy page is Juicy Creative Works. Um, Juicy is a nickname a friend gave me because she said snap. my name, which is Jessica, in a funny way. Came out Jessica. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm I didn't know it was that kind of party. Yeah, <laughs> people always take so it the wrong way. What are you seeing as far as people wanting to get physical copies and e-read? I mean, in my opinion, it seems like e-readers haven't really a hundred percent taken off. I think as quickly as folks thought they're going to were. I'm, I'm, I'm talking yeah. to a lot of people that still like the tactile physical book it mm -hmm. seems to me from what i can tell that more people order the physical book than the kindle version <laughs> there's a few but i wouldn't even say i would say like 20 percent of the people who buy my book buy it on a kindle and the rest seem to buy the physical copies which is cool because i prefer right. yeah, I'm old physical copies too. myself yeah, me too. <laughs> so i mean it, it's fine whatever you it's available both ways so yeah. um but yeah it definitely seems more people buy the physical copy plus i get to put a sketch into it yeah. if you buy it at it, a show yeah. frankie puts uh -huh. an original frankie b sketch Come right on in the book. Now. collect his item yeah right yeah. thank you guys again it's been a pleasure oh, i'm sure you. i'll be seeing you uh, out you, you guys aren't doing rock and shock no 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 no, no oh. rock and shock this year there's a lot of shows, man. I know. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again. I'm sure I'll be seeing you out there. It's fantastic. Yeah, we had you. a great time. Yeah, thank you thank all you. for tuning in. TonyJones.org is my website. Facebook.com slash Tony Jones Show. On Twitter at Tony Jones in RI. If you're in a local band, drop me a line. I have a lot of new music to go through right now, and uh, you all can keep it coming. Of course, don't forget to check us out at the big anniversary party in just a few weeks' time. Let's go out of here with one of my favorite bands. They are... Electric Frankenstein. Here's Listen Up, Baby. Bye, everybody. Bye. You've been dead out.
Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com.